one of my biggest kick in the gut moments was the first year and a half when I went into full-time entrepreneurship and I was churning out courses and eBooks. I mean, I was, I was a machine and I was getting zero sales no matter what I did. You know, I tried some Facebook ads, I tried putting stuff out there and now that, you know, in high, obviously armchair, armchair quarterbacking, you know, four years ahead, I can see like the five big mistakes. So Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, all of you amazing abundant leaders out there? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the pay it forward community proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. You do not have to wait for someday, which is not on the calendar, by the way. You do not have to wait for that next big event. You don't have to wait for anything. You have to start developing the mindset that you are, in fact, living a very blessed life and therefore a life of abundance. But listen, that's just the beginning. In order to live a true life of abundance, you have to have the right mindset. But there are many other elements that you need in your life in order to live a true life of abundance, one of which is paying it forward, giving. The more you give of anything, the more you're going to get in return eventually. But keep this in mind, it all it does not always come in the form that you imagine it. So many people pass up great opportunities. So many people pass up amazing relationships and connections and even resources because it's not in the form that they imagined it. It's, it didn't come to them the way that they thought it would. And here's the sad reality to all of that. Most of you never even realize that that occurred in your life until it's too late. Don't let that be you. Start living your life today. Collect as many experiences as you possibly can. And that's the way that you're going to start realizing the things that you truly enjoy in life. Because by just staying in your own little circle... You're not going to realize all of the other amazing things out there that, one, you may have heard about and thought, well, I'm not going to get into that. That's not going to be my thing until you actually do it, until you actually try it. And then you realize that is so freaking amazing. You had so much fun or you just realize you confirmed to yourself, yeah, I don't like it. I know I wouldn't and you move on, but at least you did it and you gave it a try. What am I talking about? Whatever, whatever that thing is that was presented to you. Just jump at it. Just go after it. So as I just mentioned, one of the biggest elements of living a life of true abundance is giving, paying it forward. Well, I'm going to give you the opportunity to be abundant in your actions today by allowing you and asking you to pay it forward by sharing men of abundance with others. Take a screenshot of your phone and share it on social media and hashtag men of abundance or hashtag MOA. This is a really cool and fun way to share Men of Abundance or even your other favorite podcasts with others because I've actually found hashtags for MOA and hashtags for Men of Abundance with screenshots, which is really neat to see and really cool, and it gets a lot of engagement. 
It really helps other people find men of abundance, and I assure you, they will thank you. One other cool way to pay it forward is to go over to iTunes or on Stitcher or on your favorite podcast player and leave a rating and review. But I don't just want you to leave a rating or leave a rating and then a review. What I want you to do in the review is to share your biggest takeaway from whatever episode it is that you were listening to. If it was this one, then put EP303 or whatever other episode it was, just put EP and whatever episode number it was so that I can know which one you're talking about and others can know which one you're talking about because others do read these reviews. And when you leave that biggest takeaway, that is super powerful for others to read. And I truly enjoy reading those. Now, our featured guest today is a high school dropout turned PhD. He was plagued with a learning disability, and this learning disability caused a lot of self-doubt. Well, he overcame that self-doubt and created a magazine, Shift Life Design, and he wrote eight other books. He currently works as a business strategist in San Diego, teaching visibility and growth strategies. Make sure you check out his website at yournextlevelofsuccess.com and his magazine at shiftlifedesign.com. Men of Abundance, it is my distinct pleasure to introduce you to Dr. Robert Garcia. Rob, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Really good, Wally. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure, man. Where are you at in the world? Uh, I am in San Diego, California. San Diego. I dig San Diego, man. I had a opportunity years ago when I actually lived in El Paso, uh, Fort Bliss. I used to we used to travel to San Diego a couple times a year to meet up with some of our units and and uh, stuff down there. And then we, my family and I would take vacations down there once in a while as well. It's, nice, it's a neat place. Yeah, I moved here. Uh, it was my dream after active duty. So I came here in 02 and stayed. And it's just been uh, it's been an amazing journey. Yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs down that way. And a lot of podcasters come out of that area as well. Yeah, yeah, we got Pat Flynn who's running events. You know, John Lee Dumas started off out of here. Yeah. So there are a lot of people. Yeah, and then he took off to Puerto Rico, <laughs> which is another cool place. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> keep that money, sir. Keep yes, the, sir. Keep that money from taxes. Funny thing is, he got there just before that hurricane went through and just tore up his little mansion down in his little paradise that he's got down there. But you know, he just took his money and went and traveled around and made more money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's, he's set for the rest of his life. Oh, I actually, sure. um, you know, I have a magazine, and so the very mm-hmm. first issue I covered John's Freedom Freedom Journal launch here in San Diego. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, he was. He's actually my. He's who got me started in podcasting. Oh, wow. And yeah, and I went all in. I paid, you know, I got his free, like Pat's got his free uh, podcasting course. I took John's and then I just went all in and they built my website and did the whole bit. So uh, I got a little intro from him, which, you know, technically I paid for, but uh, it's there nonetheless. Once in a while, I'll, put, I'll pop it up there, but not good stuff. It was all really good training and I really enjoyed being in that whole podcaster's paradise uh, group and whatnot. But here we are talking about you, brother. And I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today? I'm grateful that I was brave enough to follow my path and to create a lifestyle of freedom and choice. Yeah, that you have. That you have. And you're paying it forward in a big way. We're going to get into that in just a minute. Um, and before we got started here, I shared a little bit about your professional life and what you've been up to. But we like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you would, how would you describe yourself? Um, I describe myself as a connector of great people. 
and I try not to ever get too much uh, into the influencer realm. I try to get more into the connector and create value realm. Yeah, yeah, and I definitely see you doing that quite a bit, and you've built your whole, you know, platform around around that. Of all the people that I see online doing what they do, if anybody is sharing other people's successes and other people's businesses as much as you are, it's because they're connected with you and they're emulating what you're doing. I know no, no other group of people that are, that are actively doing that. And your group that you have, Success Engineers, is on Facebook, is the only one that I know of that you openly let them let people go in and do live uh, trainings or live streams as long as they're not outright selling something. Um, and that's, a, that's huge for people because it gives them the confidence to go in there and share what they are love, you know, love to do. What was it that compelled you to just be completely open with what you're doing and within that group? Well, Success Engineers has has died completely two times because I didn't – in the early days, I didn't know how to run a group and I didn't know how to inspire others. Um, so it's been, a, it's been a progressive movement. It's been growth. So basically what I didn't want – you know, I, I get invited to a lot of groups and I've been in groups over the years. And what I didn't want was just a pitch fest. I didn't want a group that was completely Rob-centric. I think of it more as parliament. We all have an equal vote. We all have an equal voice. Um, I'm just the guy that kind of administers the glue that holds us together. But ultimately, my vision for success engineers is to have a place where everybody can get together, grow their businesses, cross-promote each other, and then teach high-end business tactics. And then we – I really like the fact that we have honest discussions about business. And on Tuesday, I give them a chance to just – if they're going to – if they want to complain, they can. If they want to talk about something good, they can. But we have a very open posting on Tuesdays where we just let it all out. Yeah, and people do. Without yeah. a doubt, they do. And and sometimes I'm in awe of, you know, what everybody shares, you know, on social media in general, but specifically within the group like that. But I don't want to call it a, a safe space. Some people have a problem with that term. And I was in special ops when I was in the military for a while or in special ops units. And a safe space was something different than what some people think of it as today. But it really is a place where people can go and share their shortcomings and their wins and get lifted up either way. I want them to share the failures, Wally, because I'm the, you know, you've seen my stuff. I'm the first one to tell people if I fail at something because, first of all, people can learn from my mistakes and I want them to, I want them to know if they're going down a bad path. And honesty is the best policy. I don't need to brag about, you know, only the wins or only showing off the the good days. I want people to know that I, I still have my days where I don't leave my house for three days. You know, I still have my days where I question if I'm doing things right. But it's, it, that's what really brings people to me is that I'm a normal person you can talk to. Yeah, you have some very, very loyal followers. Uh, you know, you, I know you don't consider yourself necessarily an influencer, but you have influenced a lot of people. And since you and I have been connected online, I've seen other people come and then I see what they're posting on their Facebook and they're starting groups. And I see a lot of Dr. Rob Garcia in these posts and in these interactions. Yeah, it's um, I'm I'm very honored because some people have turned to me for group Facebook group advice, um, particularly Rich Kaufman, the comeback coach, and Mark Dudek. Both of them started really good regional groups, 
one for Kaufman's is uh, New Jersey and uh, Dudek is North Carolina. And so basically I took the template for success engineers and I sent it to them and I was like, here guys, these are the posts that get people talking. This is how you get the engagement. This is how you grow the group. This is what I've learned. And honestly, like they've seen great results and they're making premium groups now and they're monetizing it because they did the work. They listened to what I said and they, you know, they like the, the model and it's it's paying off for them. So I'm very I'm very honored that people turn to me for advice. Yeah, isn't that a formula for success? It does exist. <laughs> if people would just follow it, what I've found is most people when you when I've given advice to people, they want to put their own stamp on it, which is cool. You should you shouldn't completely copy somebody else. You should right. emulate it right and put yourself in there. But there's a specific formula that really has to be in place. It's like baking a cake. You can you know you have to do everything in order. Right. So it's it's important to be able to have something like that, especially from something that's already working and from somebody that knows how to manage it. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm going to tell you something. There are two groups I'm in and both of them for the longest time were just um, pitch fests. And mm-hmm. so it's just every member dropping a post, no engagement, no comments, no likes and just hoping someone would buy from them. And so I, I always dissuade people from doing this kind of marketing because there's no it, it, it's just empty. Yeah. And so when people when people start making connections, they start reaching out and learning about people and their pain points, that's when connections built and that's what I've focused on for four years. It's funny, I was just thinking about this this morning because I'm always jotting down things to you know post about and if something comes to mind, I either depending on where I'm at, I either jot it down on my phone and my notes or I have multiple journals around here that I write stuff in just so I don't forget because I will. Um, but just on what you just said, when I was in Egypt and Israel, the way they do business there, if you walk into a jewelry shop, for instance, or even a little trinket shop, they want to sit down and have a cup of tea with you or a soda or something of that nature. And they want to have a conversation with you. And the intent is they want to get to know you before they do business with you. And if they don't resonate with you, if they feel that they don't really care for you, they will forego the business and <laughs> see you to the door. They won't even let they won't even get into the conversation about doing business together. It's very interesting. And this is something that, you know, we talk about a lot, you know, that we should do, but so many people just don't get it. They just want to go right in for the quick sell and say, Hey, here's my stuff and blah 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 and buy it. And it That sounds like the greatest out. onboarding process ever, Wally. <laughs> for it's sure. probably thousands of years old. It and is. That, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting to experience for sure. So, you know, you were talking about wins and losses, and here are men of abundance. We like to get into this kick-in-the-gut moment, and the main reason is because, like you were saying, we all have them. And, but the thing is, is what you do with that kick-in-the-gut moment, the information that you gain from it, the experience, what do you do with that information? Are you dwelling on it and letting it keep you down, or are you paying it forward and sharing that with others, or at least growing through that experience? So if you would, share with us a kick in the gut moment and really make us feel that. Yeah, so uh, one of my biggest kick in the gut moments was the first year and a half when I went into full-time entrepreneurship and I was churning out courses and eBooks. I mean, I was I was a machine and I was getting zero sales no matter what I did. You know, I tried some Facebook ads, I tried putting stuff out there and now that, you know, in high, obviously armchair, armchair quarterbacking, you know, four years ahead, I can see like the five big mistakes. So um, 
the kick in the gut was just why do I keep producing these and why is it not inspirational or getting people to buy? I have a PhD. I've got some credibility. You know, I'd spoken in some schools. And so by analyzing this, by I, I turned it into an educational moment for entrepreneurs today. And I said, okay, here are the screenshots. You can see my branding, why it was awful. You can see my primary colors were terrible. I didn't know my client pain point. I didn't know the avatar. I didn't know the messaging. You know, there. And so I use this as a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I've I've seen part of that um, kind of evolve uh, since we've been connected. And what has that done? Not just for you, but what has what has that done? You already mentioned um, Mark and Richard, amazing men, by the way. Um, but what has that done for your community? What has that done for those that you've shared that information with, including yourself? Um, I feel like. One thing I have seen is people's uh, sales copy is getting better. Um, the way that they're doing postings, the way that they're picking graphics and using higher res photography. Because what I always tell people is up level your branding every chance you get. Brand audit at least twice a month. And there's always something that they can improve. And so, uh, you know, one person, let, let's just throw out somebody, Tammy Moses, right? In the last year and a half, her pictures have gotten better. Her messaging's gotten better. She's done like a, a professional logo. She knows her her client, um, potential customers, and her perfect audience. She's shown amazing improvement over the time that we've we've worked together, and she's been in group. Yeah, absolutely. I've, <laughs> it's funny because it's it's like we're all a big community here, but um, I've seen her posts actually increase and improve as well. Um, it's, it's wonderful to see how, how that's evolved and how they're doing so much better. One of the, um, what are some other good news stories that are coming out of the work that you've done? Um, well, Tactical CEQ, the results have been getting better and better and better. So that's my six-week visibility course. We started a year ago, and it was a gamble. You know, I put some serious, I, I invested thousands of dollars into it just with everything, the website and the the plan and the, the curriculum and all that stuff. And um, the fact that the results are getting just crazy is, is a testament to the growth of the program. So the first guy that joined it, he became an, an Amazon uh, bestselling author. He sold out two events and then he made his own course learning the stuff from Taxi EQ that sold like $7,000. Um, the last student who's going through it right now, he got booked on nine podcasts in one day. So it's a little different for everybody, but just the, the steady growth of the, the results, that's been something that's, that's blown my mind. So share with us what that is. What is, what is the CEQ? What does that stand for? So CEQ is your celebrity expert quotient. And so everybody in business is an expert at something, but the problem with being an expert is that you're fighting all the other experts. So you're taking out the Facebook ads and you're trying to prove your credibility and you're trying to create relevance and you're trying to stand out from all the noise. The concept of, of celebrity means do people recognize you? And so when you combine the two, you become a celebrity expert and the quotient is just a number that rates how, how high you are. So if you combine expert and celebrity, do people recognize you for what you do? And that, that when I figured this out a year ago, it blew my mind. And so I said, okay, how do we create a business celebrity? What are the four areas? And those are the four things I teach in Tactical CEQ, plus a few extra extra goodies over six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Now, I like the concept. I like the idea as well. You know, because there's, I think, I forget who it was that said this. Maybe it was Robert Kiyosaki at some point. Um, 
about writing books. You were talking about writing ebooks and stuff and not getting them sold. And, you know, I think he was talking to some literary and saying, you know, your book sucks and all this stuff. And he says, well, I got a, a best selling book. And she goes, no, your book sucks. It's terribly <laughs> written. You know, I, I, you know, it's just it's it's elementary. And he's like, you don't understand. I didn't say it was the best written book. I said it's the best selling book. And there's a big difference because there's a lot of great books out there that have never been read because they didn't have a team behind them to show them how to sell the book. And they didn't have that celebrity or the maybe the expert, but they didn't have the whole thing all in one. So it's just brilliant that you put all that together. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I've, I've definitely been blessed with a very asymmetrical brain. Um you said you were in special ops. What was your, if you don't mind, like what uh, what was your background roughly? I've read some stuff about you, Wally, but I don't know like the the detailed story. Right. So uh, I I went to the 18 Delta course. I went to Special Forces Selection and Assessment. Got selected. Went to the what they call the 18 Delta, which is Special Forces Medic Training Course. I went to SOMED Special Operations Medical Sergeants Course in San Antonio, which is nine months of basically being a PA and a physician's assistant in the field. Everything from dental to veterinarian. Um, passed that and then went on to Fort Bragg, North Carolina to continue the training. Robin well, Sage? Uh, Robin Sage out in um, out in a road training facility. And yeah, Robin Sage is a is a is a phase of the special forces training, the whole process. There's several phases. And in fact, I didn't uh, just before Robin Sage is when they pulled me aside and they said, we, you're doing great. But I had no tactical training before getting into this. And I was in support units prior to that. Well, I was actually in a special, supporting a special option at the time, as a matter of fact, in Panama from uh, Central America. And just be- between selection, just before selection, my wife had a baby. I had newly married, had a baby. And that's relevant because as I was going through the course and I started seeing the way things were occurring and, and the lifestyle it was something I wanted from day one of joining the military, although I had no desire to join the military before I joined the military. But once I was in, I was like, this is what I want to do. And I had the opportunity to go do it. But when they pulled me aside and said, you know what, you're doing great. You're learning as the day goes by, but we are going to recycle you back into the prior class so you can come through this and get this tactical training because we were in the small Unix tactical training, Ranger Handbook type stuff, and the ambushes and you know recons, all this kind of stuff four hours of sleep at night, the whole bit, you know. But I just saw a lifestyle that I won't get into right now, but I just saw things that I didn't care as much for. And I had this baby sitting at home, and I was thinking about, am I really going to want to travel around the world and raise a family like this? And for me, I just decided it wasn't something I wanted to do. So I, I voluntarily withdrew from the course after, goodness, including selection, everything else a good year and a half of training that the army had spent on me and i just went back into regular army as a very well-trained army medic (laughs) i was already a medic before i got started but now i'm a very well-trained army medic and they sent me to 82nd airborne division where i ultimately ended up traveling the world some more so go figure but that was a tough decision that plagued me for a long time because it's one of the few things that were that big in my life that i quit it was the only thing that I'd ever quit that was that big in my life. So, 
it took years later and actually listening to a podcast by Ryan with uh, Ryan Mickler, who was a past guest of, of my show. Um, he had a conversation that just made me realize I made the best decision I could for me and my family at the time. And I was done being selfish because up until that point, I was very selfish. And that's what I wanted. In fact, that's how I introduced – few people know this, Rob. That's how I engage, or, um, uh, proposed to my wife. I literally asked her. She knew I was going – I was already in special special ops unit. And I said, if I was to go do this and go be a special forces medic – Am I ever going to come home to a note on the refrigerator with you and the kids gone? And we didn't. Have, we weren't even married at the time, you know, no kids, nothing. And she said, "No, I'm 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 good with that." So she was great with it, but it just wasn't something I wanted to move on with. Wow, thank you for that share, Wally. And that's uh, <laughs> that's such a. a I, I first of all, I want to acknowledge you for for making it farther than a lot of people, and and. I hope you always look at that as a source of pride at your level of achievement where you do have, you know, special ops material because not everyone does. Um, and the reason I brought that up is because I, I keep the Ranger handbook in my bathroom. Um, I study the Green Berets a lot because I am an asymmetrical strategist. And so I'm, I'm one thing that people don't know about me is that I'm not the guy that is super corporate. You know, I'm not showing up in a, uh, in a tie and glasses, you know, a Stephen Kuhn type who's polished and reserved. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and this hurts me in business sometimes because I'm a, I'm a six degree professional that's won awards in business, but I'm very casual and it throws people off because they're expecting a corporate guy. But asymmetrical strategies are what has worked out very well for me and my clients. So that's why I wanted to ask you about your background. I, I just, I find that lifestyle very fascinating. Yeah, I appreciate that, and, I, and thanks for asking that as well. And and I'm glad you did that because of the clarification, because it gets me to know you a lot more as well. Because I know you as the you know your Air Force Reserves now, right? Yeah, and I had my own little story where the Air Force Reserve sent me through these crazy um, networking courses called Link 16, and mm-hmm. I, I'm a guy that failed out of high school, failed out of two colleges with a severe learning disability, and I made it through three of three out of four of those courses with my certs. And the last course, I failed my eval with a 60%, got all the training. So I'm kind of with you. You know, I understand mm-hmm. what it's like to get to that highest level and then um, just, you know, just didn't work out. And we, mm-hmm. we learn from that and we press forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that's people often ask me, they're like, Wally, how in the world does an army medic turn into a business and marketing strategist? Well, the key <laughs> word is strategist. I'm a strategist. Even as a, as a senior NCO in the army, I was strategizing the battlefield with all the medical assets. I strategized in garrison with ambulances and where to put medical assets. I strategized, I was, you know, operations specialist and operations NCO for two um, army hospitals at top echelon, top, you know, top um, executive level, you'd say I worked for generals and, you know, whatnot. So I'm a strategist at heart. I just changed from being a medical and military strategist to a business and marketing strategist. Um, I just geek out on it. I'm obsessed with it, as you are. That's, that's why That's why every time I see you jump on live, I jump on real quick because I try to, you know, glean some insights from, from your thought process and, and everybody else's for that matter. Well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. And I, you know, I had to go through a couple of business iterations before I found the one that kind of clicked with me because I started off with a skateboarding company and then I was a life coach for a bit. 
I had no idea how to run a business though. I just was kind of winging it. And then I realized that business strategies were far more natural. Mm -hmm. I found them fun. I, I like to make diagrams. I like to teach people step-by-step -step processes and it's, um, the, the client results have been phenomenal. So I know I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. It's funny, man, that we're having, we've never, we've been planning on having this conversation for quite a while. Yeah. And it's so interesting how similar we are in that regard, because with men of abundance, about six or eight months in, people started asking me, even a spouse contacted me and said, Hey, look, Wally, we're, I've been listening to your show. I love it. We make plenty of money. My husband's doing very well. But he, even when he's home, he's not home. Can you help him have some of the thought processes that you have? And I'm like, I'm humbled, but I wouldn't know where to start. It's not my thing. So enough people started asking me, and I decided to move forward with that. But as I was doing it, it just didn't feel right. It's like, how can I get her? I don't understand how to get a return on investment if I was to charge for this kind of stuff. And then my current mentor sat me down and said, hey, look, dude, you're a strategist. You love business. You love, you know, you're good at marketing what you don't know. I'll teach you, you know, and so transition it. And you can still do the mindset stuff, but you're going to get people to return on investment when you help them in their business tangibly. And I was like, makes sense. So it's kind of like the same um, evolution you went through, it seems like. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, you know, it, it's kind of hit or miss because you can't, well, me personally, I, I really believe in the onboarding process because there are some business models I just can't do a lot for. And mm -hmm. I, I know which ones, like certain types, like I'm just not the right guy. And at that point, I recommend them to someone else or I, you know, I offer them a resource. But that's that's one of the biggest business lessons that I had to learn was don't sell to everybody. Because if you're if you're getting, you know, D plus C minus results for thirty percent of the people you work with, you're not going to get repeat business, and you're going to get you're going to start getting you know refund requests. You mm -hmm. have to absolutely know who your perfect avatar is. You have to have uh, repeatable results, and just some industries will not click with what you do as a strategist. No, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct, and it's and that's true for all business models. Not everybody. I've asked this question: Who's your, who's your not avatar? Because they don't know what that is. But who's your ideal client? Everybody. No, it's not. And it's it's just not. So it's good on you to to recognize that and to share that with others, as well. So wow, the similarities are kind of spooky and scary but it's it's amazing to see what you do even when you you know you get deployed you're you're moving here and there you're out you know hanging out doing your air force thing and then you're still checking in with the business and still checking in with everybody and, and you're up front with it you're like look i'm going to be out for a couple of days or this that and the other and uh so here's some stuff for you guys to take a look at or work on how do you juggle all of that and you know because some people have a hard time doing that with a job and it, it's tough to try to be an up and coming entrepreneur without burning the ship, so to speak, like some people say. Yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, I ran two companies from my nine to five from my cubicle. And, and when I worked as a tech writer, um, I was four months ahead in all my projects and my day to day. And so I had a lot of free time and, you know, don't tell my boss that, but it, it's true. <laughs> I, I was way ahead. And so what I would do is I would just get on my iPhone. I would map out these just insane strategies. I would learn stuff, but, um, I had an optimal system for my nine to five and I'm, I'm going to share a couple of quick tips real fast for how I did this. And it, it, I think it'll really help your listeners. So I would get up super early, do some kind of exercise. So whether it's beach runs, whether it's the gym, it was something to get my mind flowing. I would do a cold shower when I got to work and then 
I would intermittent fast till one o'clock. So just coffee. And then um, I would listen to business podcasts, driving on the commute to work. And then when everyone else was having lunch and stuffing their face with pasta, I was out reading business books, special ops books, or books on Napoleon. And I, I'm telling you, for like that year and a half, Wally, I was in the best shape of my life. I was mentally uh, at a level, performing at a level that that was just stellar. And um, when they finally pulled me in the office and they let me go because I was a temp and I was the first on the chopping block, I drove home laughing because it was like they let me out of a cage. <laughs> yeah. No, I can feel that and listen to that, guys. I mean, I don't recommend that you use, you know, your your boss's time to build a business. But I started this podcast. I used to go instead of taking lunch. I used to go out to my truck and have this conversation in the cab of my Toyota, my 2011 Toyota Tacoma, looking over the ocean from Trip Army Medical Center, and then go back in and get back to work. You know, and it's you got to do what you got to do to be prepared in case something like that happens because you never know if you're going to get injured on the job or your your position's going to get terminated you never know what's going to happen or one of your family members gets ill and you just want to be home with them instead of going to work every day imagine being able to do that and the only way you can do that is by having you know the term side hustle having something going on on the side that you can fall back on when all that fall you know crumbles underneath you yeah, and that's one thing I've done. Um, Tactical CEQ is my primary course, and then Destiny Project's my secondary. So I teach people how to do income streams. So for all the listeners, every one of you has a skill set. Every one of you is really good at something, and there are probably 15 ways you can monetize that. And and if you want to talk about building a side hustle, I mean, take whatever your primary skill set is, immediately turn it into a free ebook, like it's free for you to make that you can charge for, then a small course, then a consulting call. Then you can move upward once you figure out the, these processes, get some sales under your belt. Then you maybe start running a private Facebook group, maybe a private mastermind using Zoom calls. There's a lot of ways you can monetize a skill set and make an easy $1,000 a month or more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's no um, shortage of ideas out there. I was just watching a Netflix show the other day. Me and my wife was watching about – it's called Wealth, but I think it's mistitled. But anyways, it's about all kinds of weird stuff. But this one lady in – I think it's China. She – yeah, she's in China. She teaches etiquette, like American-style etiquette, and she charges $16,000 a class to basically cut learn how to cut an orange – without breaking the, the, the membranes of the, you know, just between the skin and the white part and, and laying out the table the whole bit, $16,000. If somebody can do that, you can certainly come up with something that can, you know, earn, earn your family a couple extra bucks to take a vacation this year as opposed to, you know, just driving down to the community park or something. Oh, absolutely. And I'll bet you, Wally, this is what's interesting. Because somebody paying at that price point um, – that's skin in the game. So the people that are going to that course are going to really pay attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And, that, and that's something that I want to impart upon people is don't, uh, don't skim the bottom of the ocean. And what I mean by that is even if you're just starting off or you're, you know, you're not confident about what you're doing, don't offer discounts unnecessarily. Don't uh, low price your stuff. Focus on the branding. Focus on the quality. Um but if you're just doing low price offers, you're going to keep yourself poor and you're going to deal with a type of person that's not that fun to work with. 
Yeah, very good point. Absolutely, 100% back that up. So, brother, we're at the point where we are going to pay it forward to our men of abundance. You ready to do that? Absolutely. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. Some of them you already kind of shared, but let's either elaborate on that or throw out some new ones. All right. So one to three action steps. If I was just going to help somebody to be more abundant today, I would jump on canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com, and take the free tutorials, learn how to do it. It's graphic design software. You can make your eBooks on it. You can make your courses on it. Um, there's uh, tons of things you can do. I've made thousands of dollars because I know how to do Canva. It's what I publish my magazine on. So that's step one. Step two is to create a mastermind that meets every Sunday night over, over like a group Zoom and you need to go over your income goals and your productivity goals and then collaborate to cross-promote. If you do this, you're going to see more visibility on your stuff. You're going to find out the shortcomings of your business and you're going to feel better because you won't feel alone in entrepreneurship. This is a big one. And then step three, plan out your day. So section off your blocks. I, I recently uh, hired Sean Douglas for a consulting call, and the most valuable thing he taught me was to schedule your day so that you know exactly what you're doing to maximize productivity. Excellent. Yeah, Sean is excellent, man. At some point, Canva is going to start charging because I, too, have created some amazing – I've created some ebooks. Almost every graphic you see I put out there is done off of Canva. It's free. There is a paid version, and you got to pay for some of the graphics, but – at some point, they're going to full-on start charging for that thing. They shouldn't be charging me because I know I've created a lot of content through Canva. Yeah, it, it's a very um, valuable resource, and there's a, a, a so many things you can do with it. You know, Weekly newsletters, you can mm -hmm. do your headers for your Facebook groups, whatever, but Canva's incredible. Yeah, it's gotten better over the years too. So what rituals make the biggest impact in your life other than those that you've already mentioned? Um, the rituals of practicing gratitude – of paying attention to who's suffering in your network and could use a video call or, you know, a quick text or, hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, but the biggest things are just paying attention to those around you and knowing the sphere, knowing your audience, connecting. Yeah, I, I greatly appreciate that. I'm trying to find a post that you did just this morning uh, from the gentleman that you helped um, get out of a particular situation. And if you're up to it, I'd like for you to share that story with us from, you know, briefly, not, you don't have to go through the whole bit, but you're kind of re-engaging that, uh, this morning. Can you share that with us? Yeah. You're talking about Mike Dolbo, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, a friend of mine let me know that there was a veteran in a shelter in Escondido that, um, he was about to be, uh, he was about to be, uh, homeless because you can only stay at a shelter for so long. And so I used my network. I created a business seminar for him, like kind of a fundraiser thing where I taught taxi EQ, sold tickets. And we raised uh, $2,600 in three days. We were able to get him out of the shelter and he moved into a room um, and he set up his voice voiceover acting business. And so now I'm trying to get him some leads and get some people to hire him for podcast intros, stuff like that. But that's uh, that's my most recent thing I've done to uh, to give back to the community. And here's what I love about this story, because you're not just giving. I mean, you've given and you've raised some money and, and given him cash so that he could get into a better situation. But now, you know, so you gave, you know, the old adage, you know, you gave, the, you know, gave him some fish. 
but now you're teaching him how to fish and you're lifting up his business that he's already gotten started and helping him pull himself out of that situation because ultimately that's what us i can speak as a man um that's what we need we need that self-worth and it's great to get handouts once in a while but too many handouts really makes us kind of lazy and and uh, what's the word i'm looking for kind of we complacent. need that complacent. There you go. Perfect word. Complacent. So we we just need to be able to pull ourselves up. But sometimes, guys, I tell you this all the time, don't be too proud to ask for help along the way because we all need help from time to time. So thanks for doing that, Rob. That's freaking absolutely amazing. Yeah, th- thanks, Wally, for acknowledging that. I'm glad we could bring up that story because it's just it, it is powerful. Mike's a great guy, and, and the first thing he told me was, "I'm not a bum. I don't use drugs. I don't use alcohol. I just want some jobs." So I was like, mm-hmm. "I'm going to get you there." Yeah, excellent. There's a lot. Yeah, th- absolutely wonderful, man. So you've you've read is just hundreds and hundreds of books as I have, but what are you reading now or listening to that you'd recommend to men of abundance and why? Honestly, Steve Sims' Blue Fishing book is one of the best business books I've ever read. I've had some conversations with Steve. Um, Trish Lito talks about him quite often. And um, Blue Fishing is just about making things happen by the power of connection and being a human being and not relying on digital means to run business. And it's very, very easy to read. It is so powerful. But yeah, Blue Fishing by Steve Sims. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Excellent recommendation. He was actually on my show um, a couple months ago. Uh, just go to menofabundance.com on the podcast. Just search Steve Sims, episode 271. So com forward slash 271. And you'll hear his absolutely amazing stories. <laughs> I'm just blown away by Steve, man. He's awesome. And he's been helping me uh, make sure that I can get a proper uh, old-fashioned uh, which is his which is his drink <laughs> him and I've been going back and forth on that I've been getting shafted big time man I had, I told him I said Steve I got a goal this year I want to go into a I, I want to get a proper old-fashioned at a bar or you know Applebee's or whatever without coaching the bartender on what an old-fashioned is supposed to be because they're just filling it with glass and fruit he's just laughing he said, that's that's my goal for the year <laughs> amongst others but <laughs> So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? Fear of judgment. Number one thing. Um, And Coach Lori Wagner and I are doing a workshop on this next week because uh, too many people are scared of what other people will think. And it paralyzes them and it keeps them from actually taking action. Yeah, absolutely. The number one answer when I ask that over 300 times is fear by far. But fear of judgment is much more precise it's exactly that you're afraid of what other people will think of you and it's it's just debilitating for so many people it, it really is and it's it's imagined fear which is why mm-hmm. coach Lori and i uh felt so important to to address this topic and um i mean even today i i want to speak in colleges wally so guess what i did i i directly emailed i looked up a faculty roster and i directly emailed five um college professors with my presentation my media sheet and what i'm going to talk about and that's direct action do am i scared of anyone judging me no at this point i I really don't care about anything and what people think i'm i'm and that's what we have to do in order to change the world and to shape it to our destiny as long as we're being pure and honest 
is just to move forward, not worry about what other people think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at anybody that you personally admire. I'll guarantee you they're the type of person that many people have ridiculed in one way or another. And it does it bother them? Hell yeah. From time to time, they're human. But they get over it and they keep moving forward. So Yeah. The most negative people uh, that I've dealt with that, you know, I still get it once in a while, but the, the, the most negative people are the ones that are either jealous of what I'm doing or they can't see themselves doing it. And that's why they're, they're critical. And mm-hmm. once you realize that on a psychological level, you, you stop worrying about what other people think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you what, it's freedom. <laughs> it's true freedom when you can stop think, worrying about what other people think of you. Yeah. So what does being a man of abundance mean to Dr. Rob Garcia? It mean, being a man of abundance means understanding what true wealth is. And wealth isn't just money, which is a misnomer. It's Wealth is your family relationships, your relationships with your friends. It's the freedom to be happy. It's work-life balance, you know, a, a, a reasonable income that surpasses your bills that allows you some fun stuff. But wealth overall is it's it's often misunderstood and i feel like more people if they truly want to be a man of abundance should focus on the wealth balance a little bit of everything don't focus on just just the making money part focus on loving your spouse focus on you know quality time with your kids focus on making sure you have you time to maybe once or twice a month you actually go out do something on your own and celebrate yourself really be proud of who you are build your self esteem and feel good about it that's what being a man of abundance is in my mind Brother, you just lifted me up, man. That's why I love having these conversations. It really is, and that's why I started this whole bit. Not just to you know lift me up, but for, to learn from other people and to learn from others that are living their life of abundance in their own right and somehow paying it forward to the community, and you are all of that, man. So we're going to close this up. What did we not talk about? Do you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today? How can we get more of you? And I know that you have another course coming up uh, that maybe you can highlight. We'll get this out in time. Yeah. I. Um, if they want to reach me, they can find me on Facebook or go to my website, which is yournextlevelofsuccess.com. Um, the course opening up February 3rd is tacticalceqcourse.com. And if they sign up, I still have two slots where they're going to get $5,000 in bonuses, which means they're going to get an instant magazine article, uh, strategy call with me, and then business promotion. So they're going to get a lot of visibility before they even take the course. So there's still there's still uh, two slots open for that one. Um, and then if they want to join my Facebook group for free and learn about business training, be, co- be part of an actual business family, uh, just look up Success Engineers with Dr. Rob. Excellent. Absolutely wonderful. We'll have all of that linked up in the show notes, guys. I know that was a lot. Don't worry about trying to write it down, especially if you're driving or got some, you know, uh, barbells over your head while you're listening to this. Don't want you to get hurt. Uh, And uh, I'll have that linked up. Just go there and click on those and it'll take you right there to where you can get more of Dr. Robert Garcia. Brother, great conversation, man. Even better than I thought it was going to be. Greatly appreciate you jumping on such short notice and go out, live your life of abundance, man. Keep paying it forward because you are in fact making a huge difference. Thank you, Wally. I'm truly grateful for this honor. And that's a wrap. Awesome. Now I have a problem. Sure. (laughs) Now my problem is I had a conversation with 
with Manny Wolf back in November, and his episode is not supposed to post till February, so I'm going to have to back him up a little bit because as soon as he sees yours posted, and I know you're <laughs> going to say we just had a conversation, I'm going to be screwed. He's going to be all butthurt with me, but I'll get so over it. Let me, let so me throw me. this at you real quick, Wally. <laughs> uh, how often do your episodes come out? Uh, well, generally, that's it, that's another thing that's evolved over the years. But right now, every Thursday. But now I've got a bunch of them already in the um, lineup. I'm going to be pushing a bunch of them out because what happened, I got to get caught up because I had a problem with iTunes. And it used to be that as soon as somebody was on the show, within three weeks, their episode was going to post. The problem is now I'm booked out with people that I really want to have conversations with all the way out into April, every Tuesday. And I only do up, I only do conversations on Tuesdays, planned conversations, scheduled conversations on Tuesdays, and one, one a week. I used to do multiple conversations a week. But now that I've got my business and, and you know my business going and my coaching going, I'm busier with clients than you know than I could be with the podcast. So I backed it up so to answer your question you're going to start seeing if you're subscribed anyway i'm going to be posting at least three or four a week till i get caught back up i love it um the reason i asked the question is just because you know if you're trying to push this out into align with tax ceq we still have another week so tax ceq doesn't even open until like the third of february okay. so if you want to push manny's episode out today and then push mine out next week um that's fine yeah Okay. Yeah, no problem. I'll, what I'll do is I'll push them both out by by Monday at the latest. Um, okay. I was planning on doing that for him anyway, but because um, he's already pushed out far enough, and I he was good enough to get on. So get, that was a great conversation too. Yeah, you know that Manny and I did an event last year, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy, man. I dig his stuff too. All right, brother. I gotta take off to the next gig, and uh, it was great. Great conversation, man. Greatly appreciate it. So I'll push this out in the next couple of days. All right. Thanks, Wally. And I'll, I'll promote the hell out of it. And just uh, if you need any favors, just, just ask. Absolutely, man. No problem. Take care. All right. See ya. All right, guys. So your action step for this episode is for you to take inventory of the labels that have been put on you that you don't agree with. And you have to decide if you agree with them or not. If they're negative labels, I would assure you that you do not want to agree with those labels and maintain those labels as your own. If they're good labels, then maybe you want to take inventory of that and use that to your advantage. The bottom line is this. You choose who you are. Don't let anybody else put labels on you that hinder you from moving on towards whatever level of success and abundance that you're looking for in your life. It is your decision, it is your life, and it's time for you to take full control of your story. Don't let other people design your story and tell you what your story should or should not be. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and guys, make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.